Hi, and welcome to Work Talk with Judy and Lee. I'm Judy. I'm Lee. And today we're going to talk about being a 30 something year old in an industry meant for 20 somethings. And <laughs> sometimes even just somethings. Just like somethings. Those little prepubescents that um, exist in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I worried about that when I. So th- this is something that I worried about when I first started working in startups because I was already in my 30s in my first startup. Mm. Um, and that was something that I had like read about frequently was ageism in the tech world, uh-huh. right? Like everyone places value on, or there's not as much, and this isn't true in all companies, but very often you hear about a lot of value being placed on youth rather than experience. Mm. You yes. know, there's a lot of like, disruption right like we're gonna disrupt the like the man and we're gonna bring our new ideas and and not that i think that's bad because i think new ideas are always great but i think there's something to be said for tried and true approaches to business yes i also think um so this is like how okay so Regarding that and like the the whole disruption disruption thing, mm-hmm. I think we get bogged down a lot by the term itself and like the excitement it's supposed to bring and like how big of a splash it's supposed to make. When really at the crux of it, and this is the tried and true part, these are things that are like tested through time. The way businesses do well is if they solve a problem. Yes, like that's how you know most companies start. You know, and my favorite example, and it's a very recent example, is like the, you know, startup e is like Netflix. It's like the whole concept of like, like Reed Hastings being like, hey, like I don't want to rewind. Like, why do I have to rewind my video? And then like this is so tedious and yes. like this like returning process of this thing. Like, wouldn't it be simpler if we just mailed this to your house in some form? Oh and, my god, do you remember you know when they mean? just used to mail you DVDs? Yeah, so then it, like, it started off just as simple as that, being like, okay, like, how do I make this entire process like simpler um, for those who don't want to have that experience of going to a blockbuster and picking up movies? Like, that's also an experience, and that's something that we, we still miss. And isn't, there's like one blockbuster in the United States left, and I think it's like a tourist attraction now. Like, people like, still go for yeah. that fact. And I, I think the Blockbuster the, used to be uh, that was like a, a a ritual in my family. Every Friday we would go to Blockbuster and we would pick out the movies for that weekend. And I always yeah. got a video game as well because remember they had video games yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So like they had everything there. Like you know, like they had the snacks that you wanted. Like you know, like your your red vines if you're those type of people. Um, mm-hmm, which like, we are. Which I'm not. Oh no. <laughs> I love I'm sorry. Okay, that's for another podcast, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's, like, something as simple as that. You just solve a problem, and then, you know, like, that's what it is. But, like, he wasn't, like, you know, a 17-year-old boy who was, like, ah, I want to, like, disrupt. Like, think, like ideas come from anywhere is yeah. the biggest thing that I think is important. Um, and granted, he, he was still, like, young. Like, you know, that, that makes sense. But, like, for me, like, I, I find it difficult because, like, I always want to defer and get opinions for because, like, that's a demographic that we're aiming toward, like, to, to the young demographic. Because yes. they're like, yeah, you, you guys should know about your cohorts and your um, age group better than I could if I just read research about it, right? Right. Like, I am still, I still buy music on iTunes. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. <laughs> listeners, all five listeners that we have. All five listeners. Um, if you're still there. 
trying to get Lee to get onto Spotify was nearly impossible. And I really did try. Yeah. I really did try. And I'm glad that you got to witness that there were just so many problems. And I guess, so I tried to sign up for Spotify like a hundred times and every single time something went wrong. And finally, I realized that one of the times that I tried to sign up, it actually went through, like it reserved my account, like my username, my email and everything. But since it aired out, I didn't know that. So when I finally logged in, because I just reset the password. Thank you, Judy. Mm-hmm. God, I'm in tech support. I should have tried that. <laughs> but when I finally signed in, I was like, okay. And then I find out that it's... Uh, so the reason I got it was to make playlists, and uh, specifically for spin. And I don't know if any of you do spin, right? Usually you go, you start out with a sprint, and then you do an incline, then you do a hill, and then... You, so it's... It, 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 the, the, the music that you're listening to has to go in a very specific pattern. But unless you pay for Spotify, it doesn't let you just play your playlist. It automatically shuffles it. And I don't want to pay for a service that I'm not able to test first. And I can't test it because I can't play my playlist. I can only shuffle my playlists. God, I sound like such an old person right now. Your age is showing. My age, I'm balding myself, as Hector would say. As Hector would say. Um, but to be fair, um, they're rolling, I think they're rolling that stuff back because the user experience is very, very, very different than the paid experience mm-hmm. when you have a free account. Um, so they're rolling it back. Like they're, they're fixing it so that it's not so jarring. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think you should be able to do everything that a paid service allows you to do, but you have to have to listen to ads. I think that's like reasonable. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Listen to ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, my thing is, well, we, we host a lot of events here mm-hmm. at our company, like not host, sorry, that's like the wrong term, but we work with a lot of, you know, like concerts or shows or things. And some of the shows I'm like, I don't really like, I fail to see like the cool factor of it. I think it's because of the age, you know, mm-hmm. like our age and I think, when something like nowadays like SoundCloud rappers or like the lo-fi like bedroom artists or whatever is like, I am so, really into lo-fi yeah like well lo-fi as in like an ambient like music genre yeah, yeah but like lo-fi as in like bad quality on purpose mm. you know what I mean like okay. you know like the like this I want to equate it to like early 90s like when every rock band recorded their first album and it sounded like they were in a garage really far away yeah Okay, got it. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I don't know if that's, like, mono. Like, I don't know what that sound is, but, like, it just sounded like they were right there, but also really far. Like, mm-hmm. you were, like, like they were in a garage. Um, and I think that they want, you know, I think it's, like, to the form, like, to the art form, maybe. Like, because you're, like, a garage band. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right. like, that was a very big theme. Um, and now it's a lot of, like, very low production. It's not super high quality. I think we had, like, we hit a peak at some point in time, and that was, like, our era. Like, when we were... So that yeah. was actually, I, I, it's funny that you bring that up because I used to talk about that a lot when um, like American Idol first came up. Mm. I've never been the person, like while I appreciate technical skill very much, I've never been the person to judge a song based on the technical skill of the person. Um, like, how do I explain this? Like, for example, Hole was one of my all-time favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Homegirl is a uh, albums artists, excuse me. Yeah, I was like um, celebrity skin. Homegirl was a mess. Homegirl was a mess, and she did not have like 
uh, of this beautiful angelic voice. She couldn't sing opera, or maybe she can, but if she can sing opera, I don't and know about it. For those of you who are too young to know who Homegirl is, it's Courtney Love. Courtney Love, we Courtney, stand Love. Courtney Love. Very we stand Courtney podcast. Love for, for eternity. For eternity. Um, um, but I always preferred that like raw emotional message of the music to I don't know name who's someone from that era that could sing like like the Whitney Houston's and I appreciate Whitney Houston for what she is and I will always dance get up from wherever I am and dance when she comes on but like in terms of music I would purchase or shows I would go see too I'd always prefer to go see the mess that can't sing well but has an artistic message to present to me. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's in the same realm about what you were talking about, but I think very, like, Hole's early album, right, Pretty on the Inside, it very much had that sound. Yeah. That, like, we're, this is literally a microphone in the middle of the room, and yeah. we're going to hope for the best and scream. Yeah, I think a lot of people think about think that when they think of, like, you know, uh, eccentric artists, like Bjork. You know, like, there's, like, mm-hmm. a level of, like, is this album all just screaming? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, and I think it's, like, it's... I also you, love Bjork. <laughs> it's what you want to make of it, and music is, you know, for you to own, like, in your personal... Sp- like, music is universal, and it should be accepted by whomever or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and whatever, however you choose to make that music, I think, is important. Um, I think it's just like for our age though like in this industry that we work in it's hard because you know like it like everything seems cyclical like it's not a fad it's just everything cycles through like right now it's like very heyday 90s right like everybody like that's what it is like the garage band like the lot you know the tying in of like how hip-hop is now the uh, most listened to genre in the United States but it's like hip-hop like this younger group is they grew up listening to like the misfits and they grew up listening to um you know, uh, like Blink One Eighty Two, probably. You know, like things mm-hmm. like that. Like the like the mix of it is sort of like the you know, it it's the same cycle, right? Like it's the same group of kids. It's just like because we're older, we just think it's different. But like when we were young, we were those kids, yes. right? Like so, so I'm, that's I'm finally starting thing. to understand when my parents were like, "The music you listen to is garbage." Right, right. Not right. that I think this music is garbage, but I understand yeah. the generational gap now. But I'd, I'd always say when they say that, I'd be like, but I love garbage. And, like, garbage as in, like, Shirley Manson garbage. Yeah, yeah. That's also, fine. I used to, that my dad yes. used to ask, like, he knew who garbage was. But I would, like, I'd put it on in the car. I'd put in my cassette tape, my mixtape in the car. And he'd be like, who's this? And I would answer, it's garbage. And he'd go, it sure is. Yes, love <laughs> dad like, jokes. We also stand dad jokes. We stand um, dad jokes. Yeah, like, so I think it's <coughs> weird me. because, like, you know, we live through it. So, like, it's it's not that we're, we're not that far from the age group. No, right? not at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's, um, we just recently lived through it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that long ago that we had that experience. And I think it's, like, interesting to see how, like, our tastes change, like, as we grow older. And, like, working in that space is difficult. Because right now, I'm just, like, some of this music makes me not feel good. But... I want Some to be supported, really but I want to support it, but I also don't necessarily, like, enjoy it 100%. Right. Um, well, I think also it has to do with, at least for me, the older I get, the less, like, thumpy, thumpy, bumpy party music I want to listen to, and mm. the more, like, Lana Del Rey I want in my life. Right. You know, like, 
when I go home, like the idea of going to a festival to me and just being around sweaty people just doesn't sound as appealing to me as it did in my 20s. Okay. You know, I don't want to, uh, like when I put on music, it's usually to unwind or relax or uh, like I'll put it on when I'm getting ready. I'll put on like some, I'm trying to think of contemporary artists, I'll put on like some Selena Gomez if I'm getting ready for a date, right. you know, when I'm in the shower, looking good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, the like thumpy party music just doesn't get me excited anymore because I'm like, oh God, I've done so much of this, mm. you know? So I think that might have something to do with it as, as well because a lot of the, the music that we hear at work is like music that you could hear at a festival or music that you would hear at a concert and it's intended to get people psyched up and I just at 35 don't get psyched up anymore. <laughs> oh you get psyched up just not by the same thing. Right. That's, that's the only thing. Like yeah. you're, you're like really excited about like American Horror Story. Like oh, I'm so that. excited about American right? Horror like, Story. Right? So, like things like that where like for me I think it's weird because we want to advocate for this space and like this music and we know that it's important but at the same time because we can't live it like like how much more passionate can we be than someone who's actually living it at this moment in time like i would probably say if i were my age a ripe 31 (laughs) if i were this age when nirvana was around would i have been able to love nirvana as much as i did when i was seven right right and even at seven i don't understand the full nuances of it right like it was just that like you have the older i get the more i appreciate nirvana (laughs) i guess but like you know do you understand what i mean though like you were at an age where when nirvana came around how old were you i was seven when he died i was probably seven eight nine ten like eleven Right? Like, we were still really young. Yeah. But, like, at that time, like, they would just play his music a lot. Um, they played, like, a lot of that music for real. You know, like, I remember when Princess Diana died, Oasis was the one who did the... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things like that where it's, like, little parts of it where, like, I'm appreciative of the fact that I grew up in the time I grew up in because, like, um, I love the 90s. Uh, but at the same time, like, I feel like, you know... I struggle with it. Like, if I'm working in this space, like, isn't it, like, would it be stronger for, like, companies like ours to have, like, a lot of 20-somethings? Because they're, like, seven, you know what I mean? Like, they just got out of, like, high school. Like, you know, when you're 18 and you're, all the music speaks to you right away and your passion is there and it directly affects you. Like, you're, like, emblazoned by it and, you know, you want to make changes regarding that. Like, right. so there's, like, parts of that where I can actually see, like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Because, like, when I was a kid, I would be like, oh, like, I'm so sad that I don't get to hear these people's music because they, like, died way too young. Or, like, I just remember being so, um, like, in love with boy bands. Like, Bubblegum Pop at that time just started. Yeah. It started with my age group. Um, for sure, because... Quit like, playing games with my heart. Okay, we're going to have to stop saying that because I don't... Oh, um, sorry. But this podcast brought to you by the Backstreet Boys. But not. But not. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's like parts of it where I'm like, okay, you know, the, the, as much advocating I can do for it, and as much as I don't want to be like my parents and be like your music sucks, um, like I feel like yeah, maybe maybe we uh, are we like too old to be in the space? <laughs> should we should we go to the space where, you know, like what whatever those 
Well, whoever is responsible for all these revival tours, like the Backstreet That's, Boys in Vegas and like the Boys to Men in Vegas, like whoever's like, should we be doing that? I almost pooped in my pants when Courtney Love opened for Lana Del Rey. It was like the two leading ladies of my musical life clashed together, and my teenage plaid wearing self and my adult plaid wearing self. Just, like, made out with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's rare. I think it's rare to have that moment. Like, because there's a lot of things in music that, like, go away and they don't come back. Like, mm-hmm. rock music, for instance. I don't know where it is. I really enjoyed rock music growing up. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, old school, like, hair bands, but, like, band bands. Like, Muse and, like, you know, oh. Foo Fighters and, you know... Uh, I always had a really weird relationship with the Foo Fighters. Like... Depending on my mood, if they came on the radio, they were a band that I would change the station to. But, change but, the station? Like, change the station. Like, if it came on, I would change the station. Oh. But not at the same time. Like, it really... I don't know. Maybe like not at the same time. Like, I, I wouldn't sometimes. Like, I would change it, and then I would go back oh, to I it. And then I'd change it, and then I'd go back to it. I'd be like, oh, let's see if there's anything better on. And usually there wasn't, because they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I, I don't. Even, I don't know where. I thought you were talking about the conspiracy theory. Oh, you know, it's like because it's like Dave Grohl. Oh like, yeah, no. And no, I, mean, I don't really care about all that. Yeah. That's that's between them. Let them figure it out. Just yeah. keep making music. Well, like, you remember how like they were talking about Billy Corgan, like just like just stealing everyone's drummers, <laughs> just just stealing drummers. And we're just, Do like, you know that the song "Heart Shaped Box" the Nirvana song "Heart Shaped Box" is about? All the love letters that Billy Corgan wrote to Courtney Love that she kept in a heart-shaped box that Kurt Cobain found. I remember hearing that because it was in a documentary, one of the many that I watched about Kurt Cobain, but <laughs> I didn't remember it was Billy Corgan. Yeah, it was Billy Corgan. I read it in Courtney Love's uh, uh, biography. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, stop stealing people's drummers. Billy Corgan. Stop doing it. It's stop okay. Doing it's it. Also, stop back. supporting Brexit. I know. Okay, that's for another podcast. That's for another well. podcast. Um, but yes, my thing, my stance is like I love music, and that's why I'm here. Yes. Um, however, I do feel like the space that we're trying to move into, or like whatever we're trying to do, because music is changing like so fast, and like I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, I want to like support it always, but at the same time, like sometimes I don't think I'm the best person for that. You know, because of my age. Yeah, I struggle with the question that because some of the music doesn't speak to me on, like, a personal level, does that mean that I am not the best person to, like, do the job that I do? And I I don't know that that's the case, right? Because if you think about, like, for example, um, like someone who works at an art gallery, mm-hmm. right? They might be excellent at their job. They might have all the skills and everything to execute and be this like bomb ass art gallery manager. Mm -hmm. They might hate some of the art that comes in. Does that make them, you know, does that make them less qualified to manage it? No. Um, but I do think it kind of like diminishes like the experience there. Right. Because if you, if you can't put aside your feelings for the art, if you can't explain it to the same effect of like between two artists, like I feel like that's a detriment to the person going. If you if you're part of that position of like having to talk about it, like if someone's asking you a question about it, you just become like 
diminishing toward another one. So you need to be, so I think then the solution there is, you know, if you love music and you're in the music industry and some of the music that you're working on or with or artists that you're working with aren't like your necessary favorites, you need to figure out why, even though this wouldn't necessarily be a part of your personal collection, Mm -hmm. why it's important in the current space. Right. You know, like, so for me, I I don't know if we've talked about this at all, but my background's actually in visual art. I went to art school. And when I was doing art history, God, I hate impressionism. It's just a bunch of half-finished paintings. I hate it. It's hideous. It's ugly. It's lazy. However, I recognize why it's so significant in the art history timeline, and I can talk about that for hours. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think... That's sort of the mentality that I try, I'm trying to embody in this industry where, you know, some of the music, not all of it, because there's a lot of music that's coming out now that I'm super into. Like, I love me some ASAP Rocky. I love him. Um, maybe that's just because he did a couple songs to Lana Del Rey, though. I don't know. I think, I think so. I think it's also because he's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. It helps. It does help. He is a beautiful man. <gasps> to imagine um, that face singing to you, rapping to you. Um... But yeah. My thing is like I I um I don't mean to cut you off, but like that's fine. I don't I, remember I, what I was saying anyway. I, I, <laughs> I, I just need to like sometimes I feel like if there's someone to do it better than I could, that's who I would want to do it. You know what I mean? Like I would if it means that like I give up my space so that someone who's really young and who's really hungry and really has a huge passion for it should be doing it, then I think oh, that's that pleads that case. You know what I mean? Like I think it I think it has to have a happy balance. Yes, I think balance is key here. And I think it's important to have people from different age groups with different experiences. Um, oh, it looks like I'm getting called into a meeting. So that's the end of work talk. <laughs> Brought to you by meetings. Brought to you by meetings. The Backstreet Boys, Courtney Love and Lana Del Rey. But not. ASAP Rocky's a beautiful man.